Welcome to the 15th episode of Realika. I'm Stephanie Dankalisan. And I'm Sweden Lee. And this week we talk about hashtag relationship goals and what we think about relationships in general. Yeah, as crazy 20-year-old millennials who've been in a few relationships. So we're just talking about what should relationship goals be, which is healthy mm-hmm. and happy. And we talk about practical things that people can do to make their relationships healthier. And talk about how we need to destroy the gender binary yeah. in relationships. And how this idea of partnership is really important. And how to respect other people's emotions or rationality is equally important and there's no one gender that has a monopoly on rationality or right or wrong and i think some people might call our perspective as feminist but honestly i just think it's healthy and we all just want healthy relationships guys so yeah here's to it Like, I guess talking about healthy relationships, not that we are like the paragon of like knowledge of relationships, but I guess like more of what we learned over time mm-hmm. in our 25-year-old existence. To our listeners, in this context, we have to acknowledge that we are talking to a more heteronormative monogamous relationships because we can't speak for other kinds of mm-hmm. relationships. And that what we're also trying to say is that there's no right or wrong relationships and that all relationships require work. Mm-hmm. Um, I think regardless of like your sexual orientation or what kind of relationship you are, maybe there'll be something useful for you in this conversation. Exactly. And that different kinds of relationships have their own challenges as well. Mm-hmm. Why don't we talk about how to start a relationship? For me personally, I've always started relationships other friendships. Yeah. If I'm not interested in them as a friend to begin with, how can I be interested in them as a partner? Yeah. And the more I started, the more relationships I had and the more mature relationships I had, I realized mm-hmm. that was not uh, an imposition I put on myself. Yeah. It's, it's actually something I want. I mean, I think you would be the type of person who'd be happy if a girl asked you up, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. I'd be totally fine. I, uh, I don't think I've asked a guy. I think my current partner thinks I asked him up. But I, I just wanted to be friends. <laughs> <laughs> Awkward. <laughs> uh, and I really don't believe in this whole thing about a guy needs to be like super persistent to get out of the friend zone. I think the friend zone doesn't exist. No. It's either you're interested or you're not. I think a lot of guys always think a rejection is not a rejection until they've found somebody else. Yeah. Right? I think for me, there's this like period where like, Okay, I don't know about this person, so I'll put them in like this category of like, let me get to know this person Zone. enough. <laughs> and then I'm like, okay, like actually I want to like date them or actually no, like like actually I want this person as just a friend. Uh-huh. Or three, like, this person's a creep. Like yeah. let me get away from exactly. here. And usually the person who thinks that they're in the friend zone is in the creep category, not yeah. in the actual friend category. <laughs> because like usually that's hilarious actually the friend zone is actually the creep zone guys the creep zone like <laughs> if I actually w- want to be friends with a guy like yeah. it's either I'm interested in or I'm not like you can't persuade me from the creep category to the dating category exactly the fact that guys would call such a thing as friend zone says a lot about their perspective it's like oh I'm not the romantic partner and it's like I'm oh the friend. I, I'm actually, so no, sorry you... like my friendship is so unimportant and unappealing to you I'm yeah. sorry it's, 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 that like, is somehow that secondary what is that saying like 
you don't actually want to be my friend. Like, yeah. Okay, cool. Like, don't be my friend. I have enough friends. Like, yeah. I don't need you. I don't. I'm at the age where I don't need more friends. Like, exactly. if, if you don't actually want to be my friend, that's cool. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I think it's this idea of a friend zone is really damaging because it's not that girls need to be badgered to to you know like. To be persuaded until the very end. To be it's just swooned. Like, there's just this like like there's this very small period in which a girl will decide whether or not she wants to date you or not. Most of the time, the girls decide it. If that opinion changes, it could be because her the situation in her life dramatically changes, or or the guy you know dramatically changes, and that you know that that could be fine. But this perspective of a friend zone yeah. as, as if there's secondary level from the romantic zone yeah. or whatever right yeah also demeans friendship right? oh that's so true like you cannot have healthy relationships if you keep thinking oh man i'm in a friend zone yeah that's just horrible and sometimes i'm thinking like wow the guys who really care about friend zones are the guys who can't have normal yeah, friendships. friendships with anyone really because they just keep thinking like friends are the second class citizen in which you can easily dump them as well yeah that's true, because like I think there's like a devaluation of the value of friendship mm-hmm. in current society in the sense that like you can have very very strong friendships that are like I've had really strong friendships that are more important to me than like some relationships. Yeah. Like um, friendships can be a very great avenue for personal growth and support, and I know like my friends will really be there for me in a very true way you know, for the most part, with more confidence than most relationships, right? And they, and they often last longer than most yeah. relationships. So, so it's just, it's also, I think, this fear of platonic, like real platonic relationship, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think at least some of my guy friends are always like, why are you friends, friends with so with, many girls? Or and like, like me. Friends, with, well, friends with Stephanie, right? Like, um, and I'm just like, what, is that such a big deal? Can't I be platonic friends with someone? Like of the opposite sex? Like, why are you? Oh, clearly you've never had one. <laughs> Like, haven't had a real platonic relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Like, again, me and Sue, like, just have a regular platonic relationship. We are not dating. Although a lot of people ask that we are because of this podcast. But no, like, I have really strong friendships with, like, some of my male friends. Mm -hmm. And my partner has, like, strong relationships with some of his female friends. That's perfectly fine. It's perfectly healthy. And it should be valued. And it's a sign of a healthy relationship if you can have platonic friendships Mm -hmm. that do not threaten your relationship. I want to ask because... I personally have one, but do you have any particular tenets in which you stick by for a relationship? Like, if this doesn't occur in my relationship right now, then there's no way it has a future or whatever? I think I have to be respected and respect the person back. Mm. That is to say that to have a person whose values and whose competency as an individual I respect, and Mm -hmm. likewise to me, and that we continue to hear each other out and respect each other's feelings and opinions and thoughts and goals in life Mm -hmm. and that in that respect that you can communicate well and then be happy okay for me personally i've always this was a particular tenet that i think grew out of you know maturing and Mm -hmm. learning more about myself through various relationships yeah but it's always this idea that your significant other a person you want to share your life with should always somehow get the best out of you you mean improve or yeah improve you like it shows you 
your your best self in a way that you probably can't imagine yourself to be sometimes. So are you saying that the person you're with should help you improve or that it's a good thing that when you're in a relationship that you are showing your best selves? I guess in a way, it's less about improvement, but it's about showing your best self in my I opinion. I don't know, really? Because yeah. I feel like relationships sometimes bring out the worst in you. Which is you're fine. Not being like... I, I guess for the, me the idea of how you should actually act because I think like when relationships happen and you have a lot of emotions sometimes that's not the best version of yourself that you can otherwise be I guess I'm thinking more about net value <laughs> as, as, as horrible as it sounds it's just like alright there's gonna be bad moments and there's gonna be good moments but yeah. overall you should always seek to improve right yeah. because if you're doing the same things again and again in every relationship yeah. You should really check what you're doing. Yeah, I think... And it's not going anywhere. I think this is... That's really interesting because I feel like the relationships where I haven't been in relationship goals and haven't been the healthiest and happiest, like, the other person would bring out the worst in me. And then that should have been, like, the check to know that this is not the good relationship for me, right? Like, if it brings out the worst parts of you. That's very true. That's very wise. I've learned something already. (laughs) I guess part of it is because I've gone down that route where the worst of me was shown and and I didn't realize I was capable of something like that. Mm -hmm. And so... When, when, you, when you're confronted with the worst of yourself mm-hmm. in a way you never imagined was possible. Yeah. That either shakes you up or puts you back down, in which case, like, you know, you're not going to improve as an individual. Hmm. So that's part of it. That's why I'm thinking, like, oh, my God, I was, I was that low. Yeah. I need to go. I need to, like, go yeah. the other direction. That's really interesting because, like, when I was talking to one of my friends about this, like how I thought about my relationships after they've ended, and I always put a very, like, utilitarian spiel over it in the sense of oh this person helped me grow intellectually this person helped me grow yeah. emotionally and he was like there's an excel spreadsheet guys yeah like, and he was like <laughs> you're really like looking at relationship as if they're a tool to help you grow mm-hmm. and he found that really weird yeah um but i guess it's very weird but and kind of sad to like think of my relationship as like a tool for self-growth and that kind mm-hmm. of makes well he was saying it makes him feel like I've used my relationships to like grow myself instead of like for the sake of the relationship itself. But I think what's really useful is like to measure personal growth. Like I think a lot of personal growth does happen when you're in a relationship. Mm -hmm. And that if you're not growing through your relationships, I think that's like a very missed opportunity. Yeah. Especially, right, we're talking about relationships that happen in our early 20s when we should be growing yeah i think there's definitely differences in a relationship when you're like in your late teens and like early 20s versus yeah. like when you're in your 30s or 40s yeah where you, your learning has plateaued i feel mm-hmm. like probably yeah and that's why there are different relationship goals yeah for different demographics yeah but i think in our particular experience if we're not growing at that point at that crucial point in our development then we're stagnating which is as bad yeah. as regressing I think part of society's often stereotypical view of relationships is always categorizing women as emotional mm-hmm. and men as rational and mm-hmm. there's no 
it's like a Venn diagram that's not a Venn diagram. There's no overlap. <laughs> you cannot switch sides. Yeah. You're, you're definitively one side or the other, depending yeah. on the gender you're in. And I think that's, you know, bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> it's like hands down bullshit. I think both emotion and rationality have equal value depending on the situation, depending on the relationship. Mm-hmm. And depending on each individual in their relationship. Mm-hmm. Like I've been both the emotional one and the super rational one in their relationship. And my partner has been the emotional one or the rational one in their relationship. It doesn't really have a correlation to the gender of a person. Yeah. And I don't think it should be. And I yeah. think people get really trapped and get trapped by this. It's the perfect example of an Indonesian phrase, Jebakan Batman. <laughs> it's literally... Batman trap. Yeah, it's Batman trap. In a sense, like, you just fall into it and you're like, screwed. Yeah. Because if you're only concerned with that kind of binary, mm-hmm. you're never going to see past that and actually yeah. converse with the other person. There's this idea that rationality is right and emotional... It's not right. Is, ...is wrong. And I'm like, first of all, conver- like arguments should not be about right and wrong. Yeah. Unless it's really black and white. Most of the times, like, I've... I mean, I've been in a long-term relationship yeah. where most of the types of fights we have are not so black and white. It's often yeah. gray. And what's needed at that yeah. moment is not somebody's right or somebody's wrong. Yeah. What was needed was a conversation. About how... How you feel, feel. how I feel. Yeah. And, and how, how to reconcile that. Mm-hmm. Using logic or using your emotion, you know? Yeah. like It's almost as if emotional has become this taboo word yeah. that we need to all steer clear of. Yeah. And I still remember in one of our episodes where we talked about Terry Crews, yeah. where he said he needed to become more emotional in order to connect yeah. more with his wife. Yeah. And I think there, a part of me does want to reclaim for, for men mm-hmm. this idea that emotional is healthy. Yeah. Are I the, love it when a guy cries. I'm just saying. Genuinely cries, right? Genuinely it, cries, it's not like, just like a fake. So like when tears, I think in general, when it's genuine, it's it's yeah. very. I think isn't that really beautiful to have someone who like has so many feelings that they cry for you, like I that don't they know. open themselves yeah. up, right, and be vulnerable. Yeah. And I think for a lot of guys, they use rationality as as this shield. Yeah. In which like I'm I'm not going to be vulnerable in front of you. I'm going to be rational. Yeah. And in fact, some of the guys I know can be much more dramatic than some of the women I know. Yeah. And it's basically if you don't care about how your partner is feeling, you're saying essentially that emotions don't matter and they don't matter. And that's why I think girls or guys can be really upset when, you know, their emotions or their emotionality gets dismissed. Yeah. And that's really unfair. And relationships are not about who makes the better case about your relationship. Like, it's not about who can talk about your relationship more more eloquently or more cognizantly but about trying to see where the other person's coming from because i think when you have really good communication you can always try see and empathize where that person's coming from mm-hmm. and that is true relationship goals and finally I guess we've talked. So how do you end it off? How do you end it off? Okay, wait, wait to like go for that. Yeah, um, how do you end it off? Uh, I think being really honest about why you think your relationship can't work out anymore is mm-hmm. very important. So don't um, tell lies, even if you think it's gonna make the other person feel better about why you're ending the relationship. That is to say. If you don't love the other person anymore, to say you don't love the other person anymore. Even if it breaks your heart. Yeah. And for the most part, we take very different policies on yep. 
um, the end of relationships. Yeah. Unlike most things, we agree on everything, but we and Sway have very different policies on like end of relationships, which is, what's your policy, Sway? I still talk to my exes. Yeah. <laughs> and, and Steph does no, not. No, <laughs> I have a zero tolerance policy. I am not friends with any of my exes, mm-hmm. and I don't talk to them. Maybe I'd say happy birthday once in but not no, really. No, not really. <laughs> like, I was talking this way, and then he, his thing was basically he would not really want to date a person who is not okay with him not talking to his exes, and I found that pretty weird. I think for me, because I've never... In a way, I should probably be more empathetic to, to the other person because they might see it as a threat, but I never see it as a threat. Yeah. Like, when a person transforms from your partner into your friend, yeah. that's a good thing for me. <laughs> I don't know. Like, <laughs> like I don't I... want to lose that person. If it, if it, if that person really mattered in my life, and the circumstances of the breakup was not something super damaging. Yeah, but I can also see my partner being not okay with me, maybe being friends with my mm-hmm. current relationship. And I think I always feel like whatever my current relationship is should be priority over my past relationship so because I'm not friends with the person. Like, yeah, that's the thing, right? So that's interesting as well because. That means we also kind of end relationships differently. I end it by being friends. With by them. being friends with them, like there is always that other option. Well, yeah. for you, you're like bye. Bye. See you next I'll, I'll say happy birthday on Facebook next year. Uh, on your wall, not even on your Facebook wall. message. <laughs> um, Publicly, and it's gonna be the same generic message I give everyone. Copy paste. Happy birthday. <laughs> Stephanie's cruel. <laughs> no, no, that's not what I do. I think for me, it's just like. I know I'm the type of person that can wax in nostalgia. So uh, if I continue to be friends with my ex and something is going badly in my current relationship or in my life, I can be like, oh, you know, like wishful thinking about the past, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't think that's healthy for me personally because I'm like quite a nostalgic person and I'm pretty sentimental and I know it'll just like keep opening. It might drag you down. It might drag me down. Yeah. Also, I think it depends on the relationship, right? So if mm-hmm. it's a really all-emotional, consuming relationship, to convert that as friendship would be much harder. Yeah. Do what you need to do. To do what like you need to do, yeah. Get, get yourself healthy and happy again. Mm-hmm. And ask your friends for help. I think that mm-hmm. really also really strengthens your friendships. Yeah. I have friendships that wouldn't have been as strong if we didn't go through breakups together or mm-hmm. no, you didn't lean on the other person for your end of relationship. And I think... That's generally one of the most beautiful points of a relationship is breaking breaking apart. It's like when you realize you have such beautiful friendships. Mm-hmm. And that's really what helps you get over it. Because you're like, oh my god, my friends are the best. They're still here. They're still here. And they care about me. It's like if you're on a relationship, and this is what I really like about my current partner, it's like emphasizing that you're on the same team, and that's yeah. team of making it work. Right? Yeah, like team make it work. And so the idea shouldn't be you versus your partner, but it's like how you and partner can work it out together, and your relationship is the goal, and mm-hmm. that is like the real relationship goal, right? Like having you and your partner working for your relationship together instead of. You versus your partner. Yeah, hence why I think we both like the word partner. Yeah. You're on the same side. You're on the same side. <laughs> you know, you're not like boy boyfriend versus girlfriend. girlfriend, right? Like that's such like, an. That's why we really like using partner instead of like hereditary normative terms like boyfriend and girlfriend because it implies so much more to mm-hmm. it. And, and I do use. Creates a 
like division. a division. Like you cannot be partner if you're a boyfriend yeah. because you're the guy or whatever, yeah. right? And assume rational, more rational and more valid and more objective, you know. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and like I mean, we do use it as like placeholder terms, like making it easy for everybody, but it doesn't mean that you can't see past that. And mm-hmm. I think it's really important to evolve as a partner as well, because like the the really good thing about the usage of partner is like saying that together you can evolve your relationship. Because if your relationship doesn't evolve, if it stagnates, it's also something worrisome. Yeah, that's something worrisome. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's recognizing that. Uh, teamwork yeah. that I've always loved about relationships like yeah. once you start pitting yourself against one another oh, that's just like you're never gonna get very far no because there's always gonna be a winner or a loser yeah and nobody wants to be a loser yeah right we all want to work together for the same thing mm-hmm. and that's that's something that's hard to recognize when you're younger let's be honest yeah I think that's the biggest thing that I think growing up and going through relationships that you learn is like it's about recognizing that it's not you versus your your boyfriend or girlfriend. It's how you and your partner can work together to make it work. And sharing your life and sharing this goal yeah. with one another. When it works, it's really beautiful, right? Mm-hmm. And it's definitely worth it, I think, to try and see how, you know, where it will take you. Thank you so much for listening to us this week. Uh, We hope you kind of took away something from it. As always, um, music credits to Jazzart, Ryan Little, and Bro for Free. And if you haven't followed us on YouTube, um, our latest channel, uh, you should definitely follow us. We're also still going to be on SoundCloud, but we want to... Uh, highlight youtube a bit more and also it's a lot easier i guess to listen on youtube than yeah. say like open up soundcloud or you know go into itunes and download the podcast so we're trying to make it easier for you guys to to, listen. Uh, to enjoy the episodes yeah and once again we always always really want feedback so email us at dialogicappodcast at gmail.com or send us a facebook message or comment on youtube and as always uh, we'll have resources and links at our website dialogica.id and thanks so much for listening bye